there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stay in your lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Welcome to the Mind Your Own podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And it is officially game week in Nebraska. I know depending on where you are, what team you root for, maybe you don't even watch football, which is fine. But if you do, uh, it's week zero, which for Nebraska means game week. And I am like having a really hard time adjusting to this. Uh, We've done everything virtually for a year. So yeah. if I ask like how I'm doing, uh, Jacob Padilla, one of my coworkers summed it up. Well, he tweeted, um, after the first press conference that we've had in the capacity that we did in almost two years that I, I walked out and said, I need to get my life together. And that was accurate. I'm yeah. still trying. <laughs> I was, I don't remember who I ran into the other day, but I was talking about that too. I'm like, just, first of all, where did the summer go? Mm-hmm. It just disintegrated. Um, and second of all, how? Like, how right. <laughs> How are we already here? And I was trying so hard. I was trying really hard through summer to, like, appreciate every moment. And it's really true. I don't, I don't even have kids, but I know a lot of people with kids use this terminology of the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is definitely how it feels because when you think about the fact that we're only a few months from 2022, Mm -hmm. uh, the days have been very long over this period of time, but uh, the years have certainly been short somehow. Like super short. I cannot believe, I feel like honestly, like 2020 as much stuff as like that happened, like it almost didn't exist because it seems like it was so long ago. One, it wasn't that long ago, but like 2021, like flew by. Oh, completely. Um, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I will say this has been, um, it's just been, a. it's just, I, I understand we all are like trying to navigate a world that is not normal. I think at this point though, I'm kind of of the belief we have to stop saying a new normal or like oh, when will things go back to normal? This is normal now. This is normal now. And I think adjusting to what life looks like. And I I think about it from, I think about it from, okay. So at this point, if we haven't run off people who refuse to get the vaccine, um, maybe now is the moment. Um, Obviously, uh, Pfizer has full FDA approval. Uh, For anyone who's wondering about Moderna, it should probably come within the next month. They applied for that full FDA approval just about a month after Mm -hmm. Pfizer did. Um, My point with that is it just has been. It's 
I think what's been really hard about this year, especially as a member of the media, and I want to just say, like, a lot of times people go, well, you're not media. And I, I understand what they're trying to say is, like, I'm in sports or I do less, like, maybe because I do focus more on features or different things that they see me in a different light. But like the thing that has been really challenging over this last year and a half, and I want to, I want to just preface this by I'm not, woe is me. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying feel bad for me, nothing at all. I'm just saying as somebody who has a journalism degree, went to school for journalism, works around a lot of incredible journalists, both in sports and beyond and has pursued this in life it's really disheartening to have people in so many different layers just hate on the media and yes there is some media that deserves all media deserves criticism to be honest and fair like let's let's be fair like Mm -hmm. media deserves criticism just like any job but there are times where people are so cruel and the reason I brought up the vaccine piece is it just was like I retweeted uh, Nebraska Medi- the Nebraska Medical Center. They had shared some information. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I shared it out. And the, the amount of people who quickly wanted to just yell at me about like sticking to sports or mad about which, <laughs> or telling me that like, I, I am uninformed and it's like, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not an epido- epidemiologist. Mm-hmm. I, I have not studied, um, this, but I'm trusting the people who have, because right. This is where they've spent their life. And I feel like I, f- I feel like everyone is just doing their best and trying to give the most accurate, helpful information. And it just it's been very disheartening. So when we talk about like yeah. the last like year and a half, um, and how by the way, like not to interrupt you, but no, you're fine. Um I thought Please a do. year ago we decided that you can't say stick to sports anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was exactly a year ago. Did you see the photo of, um, if you haven't, I'll link it, link it in this episode. It's so funny. Um, there is a, uh, I always want to say San Diego chargers, but there's a Los Angeles charger player and his last name is stick mm-hmm. and he's the number two. Oh. So he's literally stick two. And so somebody took a screenshot and said sports, um, it's the best. Whether he intended <laughs> for that, I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. We should yeah. ask him. But yeah, you know, the thing is, is like, I guess my point is, and I, I, I don't want to go on a complete tangent with this, although maybe this is we've often talked talked about how mind your own the mind your own podcast is like therapy Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like I process things by talking through them. So maybe this is just me talking through them with all of you listening in the moment. Um, But when we talk about things like sticking to sports and why we really can't do that anymore. And we'll dive into a little bit of like the people who have disrupted this space in just a moment, but it's just little things like when we ask questions. So for instance, John Cook, Nebraska's volleyball coach, he said, my team is 100% vaccinated. That mm-hmm. information gets shared on Twitter. And it's a really bizarre subset of individuals who immediately want to yell, who cares? I don't care about that. And it's like, you know, it's really easy to keep scrolling if you don't care. But it yeah. is important because the Big Ten also just came out and followed suit with all the other conferences that if you are unable to play a game, because of COVID-19. If COVID-19 is affecting your team to the point that you are unable to play a game, it cannot be rescheduled. It is a forfeit and the other team gets a win. 
John Cook talked about that there's just like, aside from your viewpoint on vaccines, there's a competitive advantage when you are doing what you have to. So like wearing a mask when you're Mm -hmm. in an indoor situation, um, making sure you're not putting yourself in, in a spot that's like, just, you know, if your whole team is vaccinated, why does that matter? Well, because they don't get tested now. Scott Frost even said that they, the unvaccinated players are the ones that are tested once a week and they're the ones who trigger things. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear for those of you who are like, well, people who have, who have gotten the vaccine can still get COVID. Absolutely. That's how vaccines work. We have had flu shots. People who have had the flu shot can get the flu. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had the chicken pox shot. I've never actually had chicken pox, but yeah. I'm, I could still have gotten it. It was possible, but like mm-hmm. the, the shot would have lessened the symptoms or made it more likely that I don't get it. Or if I do, I recover more quickly. Exactly. I'm less likely to spread it. There's, we need to just look at this, like a little bit more, like, I again, feel like I if feel I've like, run off people, they're already gone. So I feel hello. like people get hung up on, on the term vaccination without truly understanding what a vaccine is yes um and how they work mm-hmm. so like if you aren't 100 percent positive i would just you know do a little bit of research well because, and don't do know. like the research where you're like i'm gonna go google to like validate my opinion right <laughs> like because you can do that <laughs> you can you can but if you don't truly understand how how vaccines work and how they operate like just do a little bit of research if it looks like it's too good to be true it probably is so oh, dig a little is. deeper I wish like everyone could be on like vaccine tiktok with me oh because there's a number we're on the of, same tiktok right now <laughs> I love it there's a number of doctors and and people in the field and scientists that truly do know what they're talking about that have mm-hmm. a really good way of like, I don't like the term layman's terms. Like, I don't know why it bugs me, but like they have a way of, of making things make Just sense. Simplify it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I wish that everyone was on there or maybe I should just start sharing them on Twitter. <laughs> you know, I just, this last, like when I think about so for instance, like just sharing the news, like John Cook mm-hmm. saying his team is hundred percent vaccinated. Um, or, Hey, uh, this is what Scott Frost said about the big tens, uh, whatever. And I mean, we've heard now across the board, we're hearing from Alabama who good for Alabama. I just want to say yeah. like, good for Alabama. Um, I think they said like 90 some per, let me go actually get the exact amount. Um, they had like a, a bonkers, uh, percentage I know Nick Saban gave his amount out and I think he said like one player has yet to be fully vaccinated I'm like god help that one player (laughs) um I can't I'll have to go find it so there was something that I saw see I don't like to do that I'm sorry to everyone um it's the I should have had that but it just prompted my thinking the University of Alabama has announced something recently about where they're at with vaccinations. Um, but they're also the same school that has like encouraged people through different messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously Nick Saban has been very vocal about, um, getting vaccinated, masking, wearing your mask when you can. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I'm making this up. Maybe it was something different. I, cause I'm not finding something. So maybe I had like a fever dream to be honest with you all, like nothing makes sense anymore, but 
with that said, let this be a lesson that like, if you think you remember something, go verify what you're talking about, because I might be close to what I'm talking about, but I don't know specifics. So I don't want to dive into too much, but I do think it's, um, I found it. Did you six days ago? I think minus one person, the university of Alabama football team has been completely vaccinated for Nick Saban. That is the football team, but I swear that Alabama entire athletic. Yes. I swear somebody, I, I was like y'all yesterday or Monday. So we're recording this on a Tuesday and Monday was Nebraska's like first, um, day Uh, back Alabama athletics announces over 90% vaccination rate. There it is. So I'm not completely, (laughs) there it is. I was like, I'm making up, I'm making up just completely not true news. Um, I've also decided I'm not using fake news anymore. I just want to throw that out there. I don't like it. And we're okay. Sorry to everyone. Who's like, where is this podcast going? (laughs) It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, We'll get there, but we wanted to talk about strong women in sports. And so we're going to get there through this channel now. Um, I, there's a song by uh, Lizzo, who I yeah. love, and Cardi B called Rumors. And I've been listening to Rumors quite a bit. A lot of feelings about Rumors. I enjoy the song because it's basically them saying, like, everything you've heard about me is true, even if it's not, because I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you say. It does not matter. And you're going to believe not- what you want to believe anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but there's this one part where Cardi B says the word fake news. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not, this is not hate on Cardi, but it hit me when I was listening to this song where I was like, I hate that term because it was a term that was used to basically say that like any news that I don't agree with is fake news. Right. It's the same thing as how we incorrectly use clickbait, which we talked about recently. It is, it is being used as a way to say, I don't like this. So it's not real. Or I don't like this. You're just trying to get me to care about it, but I don't like it. And it's like, or I don't agree with this. So I don't agree with my opinion. it's, It's fake. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so, so like I'm saying it's just, I was making up news that was potentially not true, but as Sasha helped verify, I didn't, I I did not have a complete fever dream. I really did read that somewhere. Um, But yeah, it's just, you know, I will give credit to the schools like Lane Kiffin. I will say like props to Lane Kiffin, who's gone out there and not only gotten his team fully vaccinated, but he's also gone out and started um, speaking very openly about it. He's been on MSNBC. He's gone and done interviews. And, you know, that's a tough, that's a, I'm not trying to paint him as this giant hero here, but like my point is, you know, it's, it's tough when you're in a pitch position, especially in states that typically disagree with you, to go out and be so vocal about what you feel. And mm-hmm. it, it's hard because you, you fear this idea that people are going to like, quote unquote, cancel you. And yeah. then you're, you know, what does your future look like? What is this? And so I give a lot of credit to these coaches who are like the difference between like, in my opinion, a Nick Saban and a Lane Kiffin in this role too, is like Nick Saban is like set. Mm-hmm. That man has won enough games in his life. He's done enough where like, he can basically say, do whatever he wants. And it's like, yeah. you can't tell him he's got clout. <laughs> he's got the clout. The difference for Lane Kiffin is he doesn't have quite that same level of clout. Yeah. And in fact, Lane Kiffin has had a very um, tumultuous, like coaching career yep. today but like he clearly has decided again to go back to this one point that aside from your feelings about whatever else there is a competitive advantage now because the big 10 like everybody else it's a forfeit if you can't play so if your mm-hmm. team is fully vaccinated it is a level that you don't have to worry about now yep 
It is something where you get to play the season and you don't have to be, you don't have to, you still need to be careful, but like, you don't have to be worried about what the test results are going to say once a week about this. And we all sat and watched NC state and the CWS Mm -hmm. and how like it just, this is not what I wanted to talk about this entire podcast. So we won't, but but it's a it's a good point. I mean, it's especially just, with with you know. I didn't realize it was all sitting season. so heavy on me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, I've been thinking quite about quite a bit about it too. So I'm glad that we touched on it because um, I think that it's important to know, especially like um, the fact that I mean, how many players are on a team? How many people? How many players, athletes, and staff are in an entire athletic department? Like that's super impressive. And to not have to worry as much about potentially having to give, basically give up a game because people are sick mm-hmm. and could potentially spread, um, you know, COVID mm-hmm. that's, that's super, super impressive. And I hope that people realize how impressive that truly is. Yeah, it's been, um, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. This is, mm. this is week zero for Nebraska. It kind of feels like things are going to like hit the fan. Lack of a better word. Shit's going to hit the fan. Um, yeah. Very quickly. And I'm not just talking for Nebraska. I'm talking, mm-hmm. we're going to know very quickly what this season is going to look like. And I'm not even talking from a performance standpoint, just from yeah. like what teams are going to be dealing with. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, let's dive into what we actually were going to talk about. And there's actually like two pieces to this. And thank you to Amy who sent an email and sort of kicked this all off. Um, I really appreciated just first and foremost, she was talking about our complex feelings episode and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you want to talk about like when I say like, just like kind of the just crap that we read about like, so there was a tweet I responded to last mm-hmm. week that it was like, how long has this week been? Or how many weeks has this week been? And it was not about like sports and like the way I read it was just like, this has been a really long week. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, it had been between all the news I was dealing with in my current, my, my, in my actual job to like the news of like everything that was happening and continuing to happen in Afghanistan to everything with COVID-19. There was just a lot. It's a lot to yes. sit in, like your mental health takes a toll. And so I had responded and said too many. And this person came along and was immediately like, you know, say that to somebody in Afghanistan. It's like, buddy, I'm with you. Like yes. part of why I said it's been a long week is because there's just a lot. And it feels like going into this week, I almost feel like I haven't heard as much about what's going on in Afghanistan. It's making me almost feel guilty because well no I do because I feel like I'm not as like what what am I missing Uh anyway the reason I say that is um Amy in this shared that if uh I haven't had a chance to go listen to it I need to but this has been a week old now but Stephen Colbert had a monologue on Afghanistan he shared that she felt was very good and just that he was also trying to figure out how to say things as he was thinking about them and I Mm -hmm. think I think that's the thing that like this podcast has taught me. And I hope all of you realize too, is um, I say a lot of things on this podcast where I'm like, you know, I hope that ages well, but it may not. And um, 
sometimes just talking through what we're thinking is really, really powerful for ourselves because it allows us to kind of process those feelings that we're Mm -hmm. having. And so I just, you know, to start off with what Amy was kind of sharing at the beginning, like it's not only okay to have complex feelings, but it's okay to talk through them and it's okay to stumble through them. Yes. No one's expecting you to have the answers right off the bat or maybe ever. No one is. And I don't, I don't, I, I think the undervalued part of what you just said is the fact that it's super important just to talk through any complex thing, because otherwise it's, it can be super difficult to process it on your own, in your own brain. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, like you said, having these conversations will help somebody else start a conversation in their own life or start to process those complex feelings, because there's a lot of shit going on right now. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot. (laughs) It's really hard. There's just a, there's a lot going on in this world. And yeah. So I appreciate Amy, like whenever any of you send like, Hey, here's something that I found that has been really interesting. I really appreciated, um, listening to this, like, please, please share those because it makes me feel, I don't know. Sometimes it helps me too, when it's something that maybe I hadn't seen and it helps me step outside of my own, my own bubble, if you will. Um, not that Colbert's not within my bubble. I would say that he probably <laughs> is. Um, but she had emailed us because there were, we had said that we wanted to talk about, and we are going to talk about some impactful women in sports because when we spent the last few episodes mentioning women like Naomi Osaka, um, Simone Biles, Serena Williams, yes. Venus Williams. Um, I think about everyone from like Nastia Lukin when I, I mean, she's incredible too. And like, I, I just want to throw something out with Nastia as well. So she obviously is an Olympic gold medalist, mm-hmm. um, but they, she has transitioned into this role for NBC where she does a lot of commentating on uh, gymnastics now. And yeah. she loves, and I love, love, love this personally. She loves to just like own the fashion side of it. And the best part of it is like in some worlds, like when women show up into spaces like sports and they just bring high fashion into it, people think yeah. that they're not serious. Nastia is one of the best she is one of the best and she's looking dang good while she does it. And I love her like ability to just bring high fashion into sports because mm-hmm. when we talk about not sticking to sports, like sports don't have to, sports can be anything you want them to be. They can be gym shorts. They can be couture dresses. It does not matter. Athletes can wear whatever they want. Yeah. And I'm so tired of like, I, I will say like Nastia is part of the group that is like totally changing the game as far as like how people show up. And like, I've had moments by the way, where I go to the press box and I always view the press box. My Instagram bio even says the sideline is my runway. It's a joke because I pretty much treat game day as like New York fashion week. It is like, what is my best outfit to wear for this week? Not always. There are sometimes where I'm like, I just need a good pair of like track like uh track pants <laughs> just took yeah. a pair of pants <laughs> because i'm tired it's gonna be a long day but like usually i try to put some like serious effort into it i have shown up into press boxes where people like don't think i belong there because they're like well you're too dressed up and it's like are you serious like yeah. come on now so aside from that we were going to talk about women and just their impact and like i i can share it in the show notes but if there's one woman that i think kind of like stands at the top of like needing to like talk about her is Billie Jean King. Mm -hmm. Um, Billie Jean King is 
incredible. She just recently, and this is why I said I can share. She, she tweeted, women are conditioned to be grateful for the crumbs. This needs to end. And here's why mm. hashtag Monday motivation. And she shared a quick, like 10 second video explaining why women should not have to condition themselves to just be grateful for like these little, little pieces that are handed to them. Yeah. Um, Billie Jean King tweets a lot of things that people feel is controversial and you know what? She doesn't give a shit. Right. <laughs> she, her literal bio is sports icon, equality champion. And she absolutely are those two things. She's a sports icon. She's an equality champion. And she is somebody where, um, I aspire to be more like her. Um, her inclusivity is paramount. She like, for instance, has already started tweeting about the Tokyo Paralympics, which we said this a couple weeks ago. If you're missing the Olympics, do not lose that energy. The Paralympics have begun, um, yeah. but she's already She's already tweeting about the Paralympics today. She's tweeted about the COVID um, FDA approval with the Pfizer vaccine. Um, Kobe Bryant. I mean, she is just like, she's on top of it all. And I think I'm, I, I just aspire to be more inc like inclusive in my coverage and my worldview and scope as Billie Jean King is because she yeah. is just, she, she doesn't leave stones and turn. She is constantly looking at every women in sports, um, people of color in sports. And I really, really appreciate, I'm glad that, I'm glad that she, I'm glad that we have her in this world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know why I wasn't following her on Twitter before. She, she's, I don't fun. follow like anybody on Twitter really, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I have also found, by the way, um, Twitter updated how you follow, like, so the button flipped. It used to be if you were following somebody, it would be a color. And if you weren't, it was white. And now they flip. So if you're following them, I have inadvertently unfollowed people because I thought oh. I was. So I go to their page and I'm like, I thought I was following you. So I click it and I'm like, oh, now I'm unfollowing you. So um, just a fun fact for everyone listening, there is a chance that uh, you are unfollowing people. So if you've done that to me, I'm assuming it's not because you hate my takes and because you just accidentally. <laughs> right. It was an accidental one. Yes. Um, when we were talking about this, I'm glad that I had like a week to think about it because <laughs> um, off the top of my head, one, I couldn't remember her name, but I remember the conversation that was had um, and always enjoying the way that she covers sports and how she interviews people, Holly Rowe. Um, yes. I had the pleasure a couple of times to have her on one of the shows I was formerly on um, when I was still doing radio. And she is just the most, she's genuinely kind as a human being. Um, and I was able to reach out directly to her, but instead of just, you know, it being an interview request, she like turned it into like a conversation, like, how are you? What are, what can I expect to cover? And then like started asking me questions about me, um, which was, I found interesting. So I had to, I ended up having to like call her on the phone because she wanted to run That's through awesome. some things, but then she like actually took the time to like, try to get to know me. And I was like, at the time, I'm like, I'm just a producer. Like, why <laughs> does this, why does this amazing human being who I've looked up to want to like, why does she care? But um, and then I don't know, I I've just, it was that interaction with her and then, you know, um, her openness to talk about her fight with cancer, I think was really inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've just, I've just always genuinely really, really enjoyed her and looked up to her 
Um, and I think that she's another one of those, you know, um, folks that is inclusive and um, I, I mean, she covers things just so well. And I, I just absolutely adore her. <laughs> she in, was incredible for, I, I really love Holly Rowe as well. In fact, I got like, I've, I've never had the opportunity to meet her, but have seen her like in mm-hmm. person from a distance. And like, obviously like you never want to like yell at someone while they're doing their job. Please <laughs> stop yelling at people, especially on TV when they're just trying to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just named to uh, the basically ABC ESPN Saturday night football commenting commentating team. Uh, there was a spot that was left by Maria Taylor when she left mm-hmm. for NBC. A lot of people wondered what would that look like for both game day and that primetime game. Um, I, I will be honest. I hope that game day evaluates how it's run in the sense that I'm, I think it's getting a little tired to do the, um, all male yeah. commenting like uh, desk team and then have the token woman kind of off to the side is like now that job has cr- like has like had some incredible women in it mm-hmm. um you think of like what sam ponder has gone on to do yeah obviously maria taylor is an absolute queen um but when people were like does that you know could holly Rowe do that i'm like holly Rowe doesn't need to do that like nope no. And that's not, that's not, I, that's not oh, like at all that. shitting on that yeah. job. I just think that like, I just think that game day should reevaluate its structure is all mm-hmm. I'm saying, because a lot of times the only role that women have on that show is in that one spot. And yeah. there's no reason that they cannot be at that desk. That is yeah. just my point. So, you know, maybe they don't fill that role with anyone. They don't technically need a quote unquote sideline reporter for game day. It's right. not necessary. I, I think one of those men sitting at the desk can get their butts up and go out into the mm-hmm. crowd if they really have to. Now, maybe y'all are going to say this has already been announced or somebody, I haven't seen anything. So I'm, I'm just totally like reacting in that moment, but Holly Rowe is going to be on that Saturday night football team this fall. Um, this is her 26th season covering college football for ESPN and ABC. She (laughs) is amazing. amazing. This is so, so deserved. And then some, um, this is a woman who, like you said, has continued to work and fight through cancer. Um, even when she found out she was no longer in remission, she continued to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like, that's what everyone has to do, but I mean, this is just somebody who just tough, tough, tough as nails. Yeah. Um, she's incredibly well-respected and she is also a champion for women's sports. Yes. I mean, she has covered everything from the NCAA Women's Final Four, the Women's College World Series, um, indoor and beach national volley- volleyball national championships. In fact, that's when I saw her was at the volleyball national yeah. championship recently. College gymnastics, the WNBA. Um, I love this quote from her. When they told me I just started crying because I've been obsessed with college football my entire life. It's a dream come true. And I'm thankful to my bosses for this opportunity. I love that for her. Yeah. I'm so excited to just watch her. Like, yes. go Holly, go. Like, right. she kind of like how we talk about like Doris Burke, where like yeah. there's the videos of like Katie Nolan, like praising Doris Burke, like all praised, like praise Doris. That's how I feel about Holly Rowe, too. Like, praise Same. Holly. <laughs> Honestly, like, I was, you know, I was like going through my do people even use a Rolodex anymore? If I say that, or am I aging myself, uh, going through my Rolodex of just like people I've looked up to or, or taken inspiration from. And like, obviously Doris is like, 
the creme de la creme. But then I was like, who else is like, everybody loves Doris. And I'm not saying that everybody doesn't like Holly, but I was like, who, who is like up there, but like maybe kind of like undercover, like, isn't as highly recognized maybe. Um, and, and obviously Holly very much is, but I think mm-hmm. that when people think of women in sports, maybe her name doesn't pop in their head immediately. And I hope that it now it does because she's incredible. She is now. Amy shared a couple with us that I want to read and I was not completely, I I had heard, I had heard the first name was not Mm -hmm. familiar with, um, who she shared as the second name, but I'm so glad, I'm so glad to have been basically made aware of her, but we'll start with, uh, Kara Goucher is, Mm -hmm. I'm totally, if I'm totally butchering her name, I'm sorry. I've seen her name before and I'm, I have too. Um, but she's an American long distance runner. Um, she was the 10,000 meter so- silver medalist at the 2007 world championships and at, and, and then represented the United States in the 2008 Beijing Olympics, as well as the 2012 London Olympics. Um, she's a marathoner. She has run the Boston marathon. Um, she is a graduate of the university of Colorado at Boulder, um, or at least attended, I believe she graduated based. I'm looking at her Wikipedia page, but, mm-hmm. um, I used to be a subscriber to runner's world magazine. And I think that's how I've seen her is because of that. Um, but she, I mean, I love badass women runners. In fact, she reminds me a little bit of Bex Gentry. So Mm -hmm. Bex Gentry is a Peloton instructor, but she's not just a Peloton instructor. She is also a very, very accomplished long distance runner and coach. Uh, she competed in the British, uh, Olympic trials for this in just while she missed the trial or like just missed the like cut to make it to the Olympics. She blew her own personal record out of the water. She is an incredible, incredible woman. And so like when I was looking at Kara, like Bex reminds me a lot of her just really strong, Mm -hmm. um, just inspiring women. But this leads me to one more Latoya Shantae Snell. Um, she has a blog, um, that she, (laughs) I was like looking up information about her and her website and blog is runningfatchef.com. Um, but again, uh, I haven't subscribed to runner's world in a while, but I'm so glad to see that like the uh, diversity within their pages is clearly growing. Um, because they did a feature on LaToya. She is a chef, a writer, photographer, and runner. Um, This is from Runner's World, which I'm happy to link, Uh, but she became an advocate for marginalized groups in the running community after she she was harassed by a stranger during the 2017 New York City Marathon. But instead of letting that incident prevent her from running, she wrote about the experience experience and turned it into a source of power. She has since expanded her activism using her voice to advocate for uh, BIPOC, for the BIPOC community, the queer community, and those living with disabilities. Um, She's really, really, really amazing. Um, I love love her. I love her. Because here's the thing. This is what I love about LaToya. As somebody who, like, I do enjoy running. I'm not... Okay. So Bex Gentry says this a lot. If you're running, you're a runner. Yep. 
But it's really hard for me. Yes. It's really hard for me to sometimes believe that because I often go out running and I don't feel like I look like a runner. I'm like, it does my form look okay. And like, I don't have like what is like quote unquote, a traditional runner body. You know what I mean? Like there's just Mm. things that I'm super self like conscious about. And it's hard because I feel like I, I get just in my head about like, am I supposed to be here? LaToya is actively working against those stereotypes and running by saying everyone belongs here because anyone can go out and run. It doesn't matter how fast you go. It doesn't matter how far you go. If you are putting on a pair of running shoes and you run down the block and back, you are a runner. You're a runner. And I love this. Like, I thank you, Amy, for bringing LaToya into my world because I was not previously... I was not previously familiar with her, but I am going to go follow her on Instagram because she just, she, she's, I'm so glad that she is in this community and she's fighting. I'm sure it's not easy because oftentimes when you are a disruptor, people want to disrupt you. Yep. Um, but she is not, she is, I like that. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes the, sometimes I say things on this podcast where I'm like, yep. Nailed it. And then there are other times I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um, but I, I love her and I appreciate, I appreciate uh, Amy bringing her into our, into our realm. I'm really excited to follow her. Um, I just followed her on Twitter, but like, I love re- a good Instagram follow, mm-hmm. uh, like real authentic people that are like, you know, it's not always easy to do anything in this life, but, um, to, to have that representation and like real people being like fighting for the things that they believe in, but also showing the the struggle part of it, because it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and anything like, I love a good, I love a good run follow just because it personally, it helps me because sometimes yeah. it's not easy, especially with distance, but I'm, I'm very excited about following these two. Um, and I think, think our listeners for <laughs> sending in their, their favorites. I, and I'm just reading a little bit more of this runner's world story. And she was asked basically like, what issues do you hope to address within like your movement, like with what you're trying to do? And she's like, I'm just going to read this one part. She says, I also identify with movements like the fat acceptance movement. It's a little bit more radical, a little bit more punch in your face where it's basically saying, I embrace me for the size that I am. I advocate for health at every size. Sometimes people have conditions that we are on. We are not able to see. For instance, I battle endometriosis and I'm at stage four, which means I am always in pain. The editor's note here is because there's some of you who may not know what Mm -hmm. endometriosis is. It's a painful disorder characterized by abnormal tissue tissue growth around the uterus, which results in heavy and irregular periods and sometimes fertility problems. I probably, and she continues, I probably have three to four days, good days a week where I'm not in excruciating pain. I don't hear enough stories about athletes with visible and invisible disabilities, because sometimes we're gaslit. We're told that we are imagining the things that we are going through. And it is, it is so true. I mean, I, I think about like the amount of times in my life where like, I've just sucked quote unquote, sucked it up because I'm like, oh, I'm not actually feeling the thing that I am, or I'm not actually in the, or my pain is not as bad as somebody else's. And it's like your pain, your experience, what you're going through is so unique to you. And that's what like, it, 
it's frustrating to me when people kind of go like, well, it can't be that bad. You're not walking in their shoes. You don't know what they're feeling. Don't do that. (laughs) Right. You have no idea what we've, we've said this several times before, but you have no idea what somebody else is going through unless you physically them or they say something to you or you know them. So stop assuming shit, please. Mm -hmm. 100%. It's just, I, okay. Totally random example within this, but um, if you're a Nebraska volleyball fan and you were watching the red white scrimmage this last weekend, Nicklin Hames was injured. Um, It was a really like, it was just a really freak situation. She mm-hmm. kind of went up to for a kill. Um, and the way she came back down, she just landed funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like what she ultimately did, uh, at least from what John Cook later explained, was it sounds like she sprained her ankle. The thing that is tough with ankle sprains, because we I saw a little bit of this on Twitter yesterday, was people not understanding. Like, mm-hmm. wait, why is she going to be out for so long? I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense to me. The thing with ankle sprains is they can range from they they have so much range to them. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, nothing is broken, nothing is torn, so she should be back fairly quick. Like it's mostly at that point. What John Cook said, it, you're just dependent on the swelling and the strength to come back to the ankle. That's really what you're looking for at yeah. that point: is the swelling to go down, the strength to come back, and then you can start wrapping it and good to go. But you don't want to force things before someone's ready because that is when you do break and you do tear things is when Mm -hmm. when you push it too fast nicklin who is tough as nails as well was crying after that happened because i'm sure it hurt like hell like i'm sure that moment was really scary it probably was like my entire career could have just ended in this one moment thankfully that is not the case but the thing, the thing is, I think most people get it, but I just, unfortunately, I saw some people who were like, well, if it's just an ankle sprain and it's like ankle sprains can end careers at the same time. Like they, we need to stop expecting people to work through something that they don't need to. In Nicklin's case, Nebraska has two backup setters who are able to step in and play in her spot. It's not worth putting her into potential harm's way because people expect to see her play she'll be back she'll Mm -hmm. be back but like this is the thing with injuries and sports and like people going it's not that bad because it's something you can't see right um you end up finding out later like oh adrian martinez had to have surgery on a throwing shoulder because there was something going on that people didn't see now maybe you can make the argument he shouldn't have like maybe that he should have come out of the game sooner but like these are all things that like, sometimes you got to step back and go, I don't maybe see yeah. what's happening here. You don't know the whole story. It's just, it's hard. And I think women also in sports tend to get, I think women also tend to get kind of like beat up on the sense of like, well, you're just making it up. You're just, you're just exaggerating what right. actually is happening. And because heaven forbid we have something actually wrong. Like my goodness. (laughs) It's just, I think about like, so there's so, so many women and I really, really encourage you either send us an email at mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com or tweet at us. I'm at Aaron Sorensen, Aaron Sorensen. She's at Sasha 72. Um, Let us know the women that inspire you in sports or 
people in your life. It could be your mom. If she has inspired you in some way, let us know, because I love to hear these stories because we are absolutely not, but like we have had so many episodes where we've talked about so many different women who, women who have inspired us. We'd love to hear yours because the one thing I, I, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about, because I think it's important, but fits within this too, is Amy who has just inspired us in this episode in so many ways. She also included another part in here, which I think, I think is important on so many levels, but especially when we talk about inspiration, it it makes a huge difference. So I'm just going to read this little part from her email. Sometimes when you talk about supporting women's supporting women in sports, can you, she said sometime when you talk about supporting women in sports, can you throw a shout out to the people who coach little kids? She is about to start on her third season coaching volleyball for her daughter. Who's 11 years old. There are over 35 girls who they're still trying to find a team for because there aren't enough coaches. If we could get more people to volunteer a couple hours a week for a season, more girls could play. Last season, we won only one game. They had a lot of new players and they are also so proud of themselves and excited, but they are still so proud of themselves and excited to come back and play each week, play again. She said it's the best couple of hours she spends of her week. Yes. If you have the time and capacity to be a coach, but to coach a young women's team, a girl's team, please do it. And I'm, I'm looking at you women specifically. And that's not because the men listening to this, you can't, I know many of you like sky, (laughs) he just now knows he gets a shout out on every podcast. I know that like, I see a lot of you coaching and stuff and I'm not telling you don't do that. That's great. Keep doing what you're doing, but we do need more women to be coaches because I often think about like when I see women become coaches in the NFL and people are like, Oh, women didn't play football. So they don't know how to, they can't do this but men have been coaching women's sports forever. Mm -hmm. Representation matters. So when we have more women actively participating, coaching, being like being those, being the women that we're talking about, being the, like the models for these, these girls, these young women, it will be impactful. You will, you will make an impact. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've coached, (laughs) I coached uh, a high school cheerleading you don't even have to be the best to do it. Like I, like, I always joke that like those who can't do teach, I never, I never ascended to my role of like where I thought like I could be as a cheerleader, but I Mm -hmm. certainly loved helping others try to accomplish it. So just because like you might be five foot one and you never got to be a volleyball player because height that was not on your side does not mean you can't teach it. Exactly. And I think too, like, I mean, I know you meant, I cannot speak. I know you mentioned um, representation, but I do think it's super important to have, first of all, more women occupying spaces that normally Mm -hmm. are occupied by men. Um, But also just maybe one of those girls later on in life will not be tall enough, or maybe she just isn't good at the game or doesn't progress. Then maybe she knows because she saw you as your teacher that she can be that if she loves that sport, that at least she can participate in some way and contribute in some way later down mm-hmm. the road for sure. Yeah. I, hundred if you can see it, you can be it folks. Absolutely. So that's, you know, I think that's like the perfect place yeah. to just end this. If you can see it, you can believe it, you can do it. 
go out and do something this week. Um, take care of your mental health. Like we talked about Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this episode, I understand there's a lot still like the thing is, is okay. One last quick thing, Casey Musgraves. I'm a fan of Casey Musgraves. She's getting ready to release her new album in a couple of weeks. And she, um, shared some things to Instagram. I got caught scrolling through her Instagram and I got all the way back to when she released golden hour in 2018. And she's sharing this like excerpt of like why this album came to be. And there's this part that's like, there's so much happening, bad things happening in the world that we could all use a little light. And I had this like realization in that moment that like, there's always things happening. And there are always things that we need to care about. Like that is, I'm not in any way implying you should not care about what's going on in this world. Please keep caring because that's how we make change. But my, my point is, is I, I think when we say things like world is kind of bonkers right now, the world is bonkers right now, but that it, it's always going to be bonkers. So put yeah. energy out into the world. Um, keep, keep supporting one another, supporting um, the good as much as possible because you know, like I said, I went and looked at that. I'm like three years ago, that com- like she could have picked that caption up and put it today and that yeah. would still work today. So don't let, don't let the world consume you. Don't ignore the world, but don't let it consume you. Um, yeah. Go out and try to like do what you can to make a difference. Maybe that's going and signing up to coach somewhere. Right, exactly. But we would love to hear from you as always. You can... Email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. Tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha72. Um, we're getting really, I think next, or really close to one year. Yes. Um, so we'll be celebrating, not sure how, but just get excited. Yes, please. Be awesome. Maybe and we could plan something. We'll plan Maybe. Something. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll yeah. see. We'll Everybody see. go get vaccinated. Yes, please. Then it's we can FDA hang out. Approved. It's FDA approved. Yeah. Then we right. can hang out and we can celebrate. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you as always. We will be back next week with another episode. Reach out. We want to hear from you and uh, we will, we will talk to you later. We, we, I just keep saying thank you. So I'll stop. (laughs) All right. We'll talk. Appreciate you. Bye. (laughs) A Huda Media Production.